What's good? My name is Tosin Najala from Atlanta, Georgia, and you're live with Dynasty Bro Basketball Podcast. Let's get it. What's good? What's good? It's your boy DJ Avon. With this is the Dynasty Bro Fantasy Podcast. I don't like Podcast, it. I don't like episode it. Episode sixty-five. I don't like it. Let's go. I don't like it. I don't like mellow. I don't feel good, Avon. That <laughs> shit trash, bro. Come Look, on, man. you you got a chance to redo this right now. All you got is seventeen words. I'm gonna need you to give me some better energy, bro. Come on, bro. Here, do the little. Yeah, there you go. What's good? What's good? It's your boy DJ Avon. With this is the Dynasty Bro Fantasy Football Podcast. Episode 65, let's go. And that's what we came for. What's good, Brodies and Bays? This is the Dynasty Bros Fantasy Football Podcast, episode 55. We're going to let him be 10 off just because he redid that energy. This is where you come for your fantasy football needs and to chop it up about the latest NFL news. We twinsies this week. I'm Dynasty Bro Dot. This is my twin. Dynasty Bro Vic, what's up, man? Hey, fly the W, man. We got the W. Is that what they say? I don't know, but... It ain't my fault. We got the dub. Let's go, man. All right, so look. <laughs> hey, I'm ready. We got a fire episode for you guys. As usual, look, we're going to do some game player recaps. We got some hot takes, some shot bets that me and my twin did this week. So look, as usual, we always got the what's the word. We got the hood, Tim Z from Dynasty Bro Vic. We're back with the B-Team Player of the Week. That's what I should have wore my B-Team shirt. And we got some injuries as usual. We got some flags on the plays. We back fully loaded, baby. Week one is in the books. I hope you guys all did well. I hope your Brodies did fire for you. I know a couple of mine did. So I'm excited, man. How you feel, Dynasty Bro, Vic? I'm good, man. Football's back. Hey, I fell asleep on the couch last night, man. So I'm, I'm in I'm in midseason form already. I didn't uh, even get to watch okay. the whole game. Bro. I was about to ask, so that was my choice. Oh, uh, yeah, yeah, my choice. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Ain't nothing wrong with that, bro. Week one, two, it's two Monday night football games. Yeah, it was. I was up till one. Wifey came and checked on me at 6 a.m. I'm like, shit, night over with now. <laughs> <laughs> she enjoyed her sleep. <laughs> I got to go get up a shower, start getting ready for work. What yeah. you mean? Am I good down here? Yeah. Cold, <laughs> no blanket. <laughs> it's cool, though. Hey, we back, baby. So, look, let's get straight into it, man. You want to get straight to the hood, TMZ? Yeah, yeah. Let's do that, man. Let's get into the what's the word. So we're going to be in and out because, of course, we want to get into these games and these hot takes. So uh, shout out to Adam Schefter. Saw this on Twitter. As you guys saw, man, the Washington football team got their first dub. And shout out to them. But uh, I don't know if you guys know, but a lot of you may know, but Coach Ron Riviera, he was diagnosed with cancer. He actually had to get a planned IV at halftime. So um, I just want to put it out there, man. He's like literally, you know, he's Fight. going through his treatments. Yeah, he's definitely, uh, you know, he's the rock of that organization right now, given they had to turn mm-hmm. everything around. But, man, talking about like being an inspiration to your team, to your organization, to your city. Um, yeah, he's taking his IVs at halftime. So that's what he did during the second half. So hats off to him. Uh, of course, uh, everyone continue to send well wishes and prayers um, as Ron Riviera fights through this uh, cancer. So, yeah. Shout out to the Washington football team. You got a dub. Nobody thought they was going in except that team, probably. So shout out to them. Yeah, man. All right. Let's keep it with Shefty, man. So uh, I don't know if you guys know, but the Philadelphia Eagles signed the oldest player ever to the practice squad. So they signed 41-year-old quarterback Josh McNown. So he's based on the practice squad, and he gets to live in Texas. So he's basically going to make $12,000 a week. Um, this, this came out a little bit earlier last week, but I just wanted to share that here. But he's basically the emergency quarterback for the Eagles, man. You think the Eagles going to need him at some point during this season? No cap. Hey, you never know, but 
how cool is that though to basically get paid to stay at home and on standby? You get twelve k a week to be on standby. No cap. What you guys say, Avo? No cap. He want. That's what he want to say. No cap. I just think that shit crazy. Yeah, that's all I'm gonna you, say. You you didn't no, feel like you no. should go get a quarterback that could reason that could really <laughs> go out there and play for you if it go bad. I was gonna ask that. Like, there's got to be a lot of other quarterbacks. We could say Kaepernick, but other than that, there, oh, I'm just not seeing what you guys are doing with the no oh, cap. Yeah, okay. yeah, bro, that's trash. I mean, that's straight cap. It is cap. I'm just saying no but cap. Probably not cap. at that price. No cap. I don't know if cap would have took 12K. To sit at home? Can I get 12K to sit at home? They need me? We'll see. Hey, we're going to keep it pushing, but shout out to the Eagles. Shout out to McNown. He got that money. Um, I do want to get into actually my flags, man. Before you get into a flag. Okay, you do your flag. I got a flag. Sure. All right. I'm sorry. You good, bro. So look. See, I'm multitasking. Transition slides and all that good stuff. All right, since we on cap, man, my first flag go to uh, EA Sports. So, Ooh. of course, EA Sports, the okay. makers of Madden. So, last week they announced, uh, welcome back to Colin Kaepernick. He hasn't been on the game since 2016. He's available on the game now as a free agent. He's rated overall, eight, rated 81 overall. So, he's basically like top 16. Top, He's definitely top 20 in the game as it relates to ratings. Reason why my flag goes to EA Sports, I'm pretty sure I remember back in 2018, you know, they basically just exiled him from the game. And I don't know if you guys remember, but Big Shine even had a track and he had a Kaepernick bar. He actually said Colin Kaepernick, EA, you know, blocked out the name Colin Kaepernick. But now they're acting like it's all good, open arms. You know what I mean? They're saying, welcome back, Cap. Make sure you guys sign him. So basically, they're playing off his name. It's another revenue stream for them, but they just blackballed him a couple of seasons ago. So And they gave him an 81 trying to make us feel better. Yeah, man. Fuck so them, we see through all that shit. So that's my flag, EA Sports. Y'all foul as hell. That's some bullshit. No cap. Hey, my flag, my flag on the plate. Go to I wanted to correct Vic the whole time he was talking about Josh McNown. McNown. I kept saying McCown. <laughs> no. No, you were saying Josh McNown. Oh, McNown. Okay. It's McCown. Shout out to Josh McCown and McNown. <laughs> hey, but going back to EA Sports. He kept saying Josh McNown. I was hey, like, man, maybe I should jump in at one of these points. Oh, correct me, bro. It's cool. But correct. then you had already transitioned the flag on the play. <laughs> so okay. I was like, I was just going to let Josh. But I always like to correct my brother before when y'all fuck boys get to no, correct cool. him. So Josh McCown. I'm not sensitive, man. So it's all good. Hey, but going back to EA, man, why don't they just acknowledge... The whole ordeal, instead of just trying to sweep it under the rug, act like it's, welcome back, Cap. Like, hey, even Big Sean had to go on social media and say, hey, did y'all delete my bar? Exactly. Yeah. It was No, it, YG yeah. was mad. It was like, yeah. did y'all delete Big Sean's bar? And then Big Sean stepped in, too. Yeah, man. So, all right. Another flag. Man, if this is towards Bill Belichick, bro. It ain't. What's the over-under? <laughs> all right, bro. The over-under right. is... Yeah, if I had to put ten dollars on it, yeah, I would go over the ten dollars, bro. All right, look, right. Thursday night we kicked off the NFL season. Of course, it was the Texans and the oh, Chiefs. Yes. Talk about it, yeah, man. Hey, so of course after the national anthem, you know the players wanted to show a sign of unity. They just locked arms, and the fans were booing. Um, not all the fans in the stadium were booing, so I'm not gonna put that out there. But some of the fans were booing. So basically, to anyone that was booing that moment. Y'all get a flag. I mean, Come on now, dog. this was after Come the national anthem. So clearly, man. we already all know it's not about, you know, disrespecting the flag. It's That's not the intent of the whole peaceful protest. But they tried to, you know, insert, 
another avenue, even after all that, just to clearly say, hey, we just want to show a sign of unity. And people took opportunity to even boo that. So they get a flag, man. That's just, that's pathetic. I don't even have enough to say, man. It was pathetic. That's legit. Fuck them. Fuck them. I don't even really be cussing like that sometimes. My God, be cussing. I do. He be cussing. I do be cussing. I just cuss more than him. Avo, do I cuss more than you? Yes. You sure? I cuss more out loud than you, probably. Hey, y'all got any flags? I already gave my flag, Josh McNown. Okay, my bad. I get a flag. That was going to be my flag. Okay. My flag is DJ Avo don't want to be on the camera this week, Look, even man. though he got fans that wait for him to be on I, the show. I appreciate that. They, they when we said we we're going to put him on camera, they were so happy. Listen. I got so many people hitting me up like, I'm so glad y'all put Avo on camera finally. That light right there is killing me. I'm good, bro. <laughs> it's cool, bro. He'll be back next week. Yeah, I'm know, back. Bro. Even Look, though man, he's I'm here. here. I'm live in the face. He, he flip floppy, bro. <laughs> you flip floppy, bro. Look at his shirt. Yeah. <laughs> what your shirt say, Avo? It might say "fuck that job," but and, this ain't a job. This is hanging with the bros. Nah, you know nigga, saying? this a fucking job. This man. is fun. And if you start taking it like it's a motherfucking <laughs> job, maybe you have a goddamn camera on your face right now. It's God cool, bro. It. We just gonna keep them little screen. Nah, just gonna keep them on the little screen. Okay, well, you know when we do our when we do uh where we where we can find you at since we can't find Avo on here, we ain't gonna let this nigga talk. That's cool. Just make sure everybody follow the Dynasty Bros page. Touche. <laughs> All right. Hey, this is our favorite part of the show, the B-Team Player of the Week. So nah, if you nigga, guys this don't your know, favorite part of the show. Right, well, fuck, this is my favorite part of the show. <laughs> Dot, you want to explain to the people what B-Team Player of the Week B-team is? B-Team Player of the Week is the guys going into the week that you have no clue is going to even play any real NFL time. And then you look up, they're out there scoring a the ball, catching a pass, running a long touchdown back off kickoff or just getting actually some quality minutes in a game that just weren't expected. So I'm talking real life and fantasy. So we love those guys, man. We like to salute to the B-team players, the, the guys that go out there and make the A-team good, the guys that go out there and bust their ass. They're just as important to the team as everybody else. So B-team players of the week. I yeah, love man. it. Hey, and to add on a little history, I made a whole playing career coming through the B-team ranks, high school, middle school, college. So I just want to highlight and shout out the B-team. I mean, of course, we know Christian McCaffrey went off. Josh Jacobs went off. We don't want to hear those guys every week. We want to hear some of the guys, you know what I'm saying, that also make the league go around. So, hey, we focus the B team. The B team make the NFL go around. They make the locker room go around at all levels. Hey, yeah, I like to think I, I like to think I made guys better every day. In yeah, practice. yeah, exactly. <laughs> and a lot of our B team guys that we mentioned here, they ended up becoming some like, you know potential breakouts and I know we mentioned John last year so mm-hmm. these are some sneaky sneaky waiver wire ads especially in Dynasty because they stay off the radar pretty much everybody's gone in Dynasty but man John was out there nobody wanted checking for him no so yeah so I really enjoyed this segment so I got a player Doc got a player we're gonna do this every week man so these are guys you know hopefully you know they continue to do their thing and establish themselves a more marquee role like that word marquee Marquee. I can't spell it. My guy can say every big word in the in the plant on the planet, but can't get nobody last name right. Hey, it's all good. But uh, Dot, you got a B team player? Actually, <laughs> I moved my mouse. I'm tripping. All right, Dot, who the first B team player you got hey, for us, man? First B team player of the week is a guy that me and Vic have been on. He's been on our radar in Dynasty and in redraft because you know why? His the starting running back for the Pittsburgh Steelers. Everybody should want. He's going to be involved. They run the ball a lot. They like a workhorse. 
James Conner is not that guy. You know who's next in line? <laughs> not Anthony McFarlane, who they drafted. It is Benny Snell, the guy who did it on the back end when James Conner was hurt last year. Tons of games without scoring touchdowns. So, yeah, they didn't look that sexy. But he did it again yesterday, putting up about 11 points for you. Why? Because he had 19 rushes, 113 yards. Dude, you just you ran for 113. Only two running backs broke 100 yards this week rushing. Him, Clyde. Hey, if he would have had a touchdown with that, you would have thought it was sexier. But he actually looked faster than he did last year. Yeah. He's looked like he's acclimated to a offense, which is better than it was last year. Big Ben is back. All the wide receivers are healthy. James Conner go down for real, for real. You damn near looking at a top 15 back if he's going to play all year. So, Benny Snell, man, shout out to him for stepping in and end up taking that lead dog role for the whole game yesterday. I like the call, man. And he's running at one gear, which is full speed through the wall. Like, some guys just look like they're just outplaying everyone as far as, like, speed. Man, like, he's coming at you full throttle. So, I like what I saw. I know we got some Benny Snell stashes. That was one of our depth plays. That's one of our Scott Fishbow stashes. And, man. That's, that's going to be a nice sneaky play for everyone. So you probably can't get them in Dynasty, but you just never know. But I would definitely try to go get them if you can in redraft. So The only reason you can't get them in Dynasty is because I own them everywhere. Nasty. Yep. All right, man. I got a B team for you guys, man. B team player. We're going to go to Chicago, man. So Mr. Wide Receiver, Javon Wim. So if you guys saw, hey, it was a back and forth game between the Lions and the Bears. But hey, Javon ended up catching a touchdown. This was on the goal line. So he had one catch. Basically, goal line catch. But, hey, he helped secure the, secure the victory. So, Javon Williams, wide receiver for, for the Chicago Bears. Yeah. I don't know why I was tripping over that. He looked like he's struggling to take him down. He is, man. But, hey, he's kind of a big body, though. 6'2", 221. So, prototypical size, man, at wide receiver. Damn, bro. That's supposed to be you, my nigga. But it ain't. I'm right here with you guys. So, here we go. <laughs> Bringing down this fantasy shit. <laughs> Nah, that's cool, man. Hey, but shout out to the B-team players of the week, man. Shout out, shout out. Hey, all right, so we got some injuries, hold man. Hold up, hold up. I might have one. You okay. got B-team players of the week? Can Go I ahead. Try. Go ahead. Can I nominate Dallas Go Dirt? Got her. Got her. Get on camera first. Dallas Go Dirt. Damn. Asshole. Make sure y'all go get Dallas Go Damn. Dirt. Damn. Look, man, he was eight or nine targets for 100 yards. And he crossed the Go Dirt <laughs> one time. <laughs> it's Got her. Got her. Hey. Look, man, I was close. But... You know, I give you that, bro. I give you that. You can have Dallas Goddard for yeah. your B team player of the week. That's cool. He has a road on that offense, but I don't think he's drafted though. As a, you know, he's not really yeah, that's drafted, true. Drafted yeah, I picked and redraft. So I, yeah, I, I make sure to grab him in one of my leagues for some reason. That's a hell of a play this week too, because a lot of people weren't expecting to like. You know, everyone's looking at Urch. They're looking at Rager, Rager and Deshaun. Week one blow up like he usually do. So Boston Scott. We so, should have yeah. known. We should have known. I actually started Dallas Goddard, bro, in a couple spots. So I set him in every dynasty league I have him in. But I, guess I who's going in next week? <laughs> I got my 30 points. <laughs> yeah, I like I fuck with it. All right. So now nah, we do got some injuries though that we need to talk about. Yeah, man. Let's I gotta start at home first, man. Marlon Mack, man. So he went down, man. What is it? Torn ACL? Yeah, bro. Come on, he, now, he, dog. On his, he did that shit by himself, Come bro. Come on, man. Catching a pass, bro. Going down. It, it looks so stupid. But he's done for the season. What sucks is it's a contract year for him. So, man, I mean, we drafted Jonathan Taylor. Of course, Naeem Himes, he's the pack. He's still in his rookie deal. But that's what sucks. Not the fact it's a contract year. It's the fact that Jonathan Taylor is a fucking stud, dog. Yeah. 
And I don't know, man. He stays hurt, bro. Max stays hurt. I, I, I've been cracking jokes like, "Hi, huh, week three, four, Taylor's taking over because Mac hurt." Who knew what happened in week one, bro? That's sad. So yeah. I hope, I hope he gets back healthy though, for. Yeah, uh, we wish him speedy recovery. But man, I think he he might be done in Indy, man. I mean, he's been hurt practically every year. So, um, I wouldn't be surprised if we draft another running back. To be honest, just because we're in a league where you want to keep two running backs. I don't think Wilkins looks that bad. If you use him as your second back, like just to, on some come in type shit. Yeah. Yeah. He held it down. Actually, Jonathan Williams looked, looked better. Yeah. Last Williams. Year. And, yeah. You're but right. He's not with us no more. So, all right. You got any more injuries? Yeah, bro. We need to talk to at least the mini banged up guys. Yeah. Where, yeah. Yeah. All right. So, uh, George Kittle looked like he's banged up, but I- I'm thinking that he's going to try to play. He pretty much always does, unless he's down there to the point where he can't walk or something. Yeah, he sprained his knee. It looked like he got hyperextended. Yeah. Uh, was he getting tackled or? Yeah, he was getting tackled. Yeah. It was, a, it was a clean hit, too. It, it looked real clean. Kittle's just one of those guys that's always around the injury, but he's he's an aggressive guy. You know, he's going to play hard, but, man, he's, he just comes up in all these injuries, man. But he was able to get back out there in the second half, which was a positive. So um, he's going to run this week. Um, but it's definitely something to monitor with the – he has a sprained knee, basically. Yeah, and the reason why my B-team player of the week was able to uh, be brought up is because James Conner, in same James Conner fashion, tweaked his ankle and didn't come back in the rest of the game. So uh, he's probably week to week. We'll see if they start him. And um, speaking of tweaks, uh, best fantasy wide receiver in the league, uh, Michael Thomas, man, they said he had a high ankle sprain. And uh, they didn't think it was that bad he was going to play through it. But right before we hit record, we got a shot to sleeper. Got a notification that said uh, it's worse than what they expected. So they'll probably miss some weeks. That's fucked up. All right, I got wide receiver Cortland Sutton. Um, shoulder sprain. So, man, of course he missed the Monday night opener last night. Right now, it's looking like it's week to week. So that's just something to monitor. And of course, Noah Fant turned up with those extra opportunities. And, of course, Jerry Judy, man. Jerry Judy looked good last night, man. Hey, them rookie receivers, man. Shout out to them. Yeah. Fire. I know he dropped the pass, but it's all good, man. It comes with the territory. Le'Veon Bell just went to the IR, which means he's going to miss at least three games. So, that shit crazy, bro. Yeah. And, of course, Kenny Galladay. Um, so, of course, he got a hamstring injury as well. Um, so, that's something to watch with the week. But... And David Njoku fucked his ankle up. He's going on IR too. And he had a he finishes what top seven tight end this week. Yeah, bro, caught a nice little touchdown pass. Austin Hooper, who? Damn, that should have been in my dub. Yeah, man, too many so injuries, many injuries, bro. bro. I can't even keep up. I think that's all of them. Hopefully, Miles Sanders home. didn't play. Uh, hopefully, he's able to come back. Yeah, I don't know, man. It's too many. It's too many, man. Hey, get well soon, everyone. Man. Please. All right, hey, before we get to the main segment, Doc, where can they follow you at? Follow me at DJ Avo does not want to be on the camera this week and is pissing me off on Twitter and Instagram. Now, nah, follow me at Dynasty Bro Dot on Instagram and Twitter. Follow Dynasty Bros FF. That's the main page on the Instagram. What about you, my twin? You can follow me at Chief Sosa FF, uh, Instagram and Twitter. And also be sure to follow the Facebook community, Dynasty Bros FF Podcast. And subscribe and follow the podcast wherever you listen, Dynasty Bros FF. And follow our new Instagram page we're about to start at uh, our T-shirts are better than yours. It's, uh, it's going to be a twin page. We're going to co-manage it ourselves. That too. Hey, and if you want to hear these jokes or watch these jokes come to life, I was about to say, hear these jokes come to life, subscribe to the YouTube, but you can hear and watch the jokes come to life on our YouTube channel, Dynasty Bros. FF. And we do have a DJ. 
You guys can't see him, but he's here. Hey, DJ, you here still? Yep, I'm over here chilling. Right, where, can they fo- where can they follow you at, even though he doesn't show his face nowhere? You, you can follow me at DJ A4LXVE on the Instagram. And uh, I don't even remember my Twitter handle. Just, Dynasty Bro Avo. Yeah, just look for the page with no AVI. <laughs> no Avi. There's an Avi. It's just me and the bros. What you mean? Just look for the Aggie. Avi. <laughs> I'm a real person. I'm a real person. Gray outline. All right, look, let's get into week one. It's over. Hey, before we get into it, let me say this. We said this at the end of our redraft episode that we do at seven o'clock. Stay in tune with that. Look. Shout out to Black and White Sports, by the way. Week one, it's over. It's in the books. Deal with it. Do not panic. It's one week. Do not go dropping all of your studs. Do not go trading guys away, panicking, especially this is Dynasty. You don't need to be worrying about bridging a gap after week one. You don't really even know what your team needs. So let's just go there. That's that's what I want to say before we get into anything. Really, these next, really the first four weeks, it's basically the preseason. I mean, we didn't have no preseason this year, so guys are, you know, getting in the rhythm, getting back to playing. Um, yeah, you got to be a little bit more patient this year. So just keep that in mind. But what we want to do, we basically just want to run through all the games. We're not going to spend like a lot of time on them, but we just want to like touch on like who stood out, what we liked, what we saw, who we're excited about going forward, even though it's only week one. So we're not going to overreact, but to come out and, you know, and basically just ball out or not ball out speaks volume, especially in this, uh, you know, weird time with the pandemic. So true that. All right, man, let's start with the Thursday kickoff, man. So we had the Texans visiting the Chiefs, man. So talk me through it, man. What what stood out to you? Uh, Clyde doing all that work and putting up all those points basically on the ground. He actually looked way better than Darrell Williams. So that stands out. I don't really want any pass catchers except for Travis Kelsey, man. He Everybody can get it. Demarcus Robinson can get it. Tyreek can get it. Walking. Sammy. I just, I just don't want anybody, man, but Kelsey. And, and really, honestly, he did majority of his work in the first half, bro. Yeah. So. Hey, hats off to Clyde Edwards-Hilaire, man. Hell of a debut. Like you said, over 120 yards on the ground. Didn't even have to catch any passes. Um, he did struggle a little bit on the goal line, but that's okay. Um, that doesn't concern me. I mean, just to clean it up right now, I'm anticipating Andy Reid and Coach E to basically run some power and run some toss. And Clyde just got to learn, hey, stick your foot in the ground and go on the goal line. So um, he's a patient runner, and, and he basically just kind of displayed that at the goal line. But I think it'll come with time. So come midseason, I expect it, and probably even sooner, Clyde to be punching in those goal line carries. But until then, they can run some tosses and powers or shovel screens to Kelsey or screen passes to Clyde. So, All right, and uh, on the Texan side, I will say this in Dynasty. This is the perfect time for you to trade David Johnson. I feel like he's never going to give you boom games in this offense and at the talent level that he's at at this point of his career. He'll give you some games where he can do the 19-20, where he looks fantasy relevant. But, man, it didn't. It wasn't that sexy to me. He'll flirt with the production he did this week, which isn't bad. But if you can go ahead and move on right now while you can, I would. I'm, I'm sad that Will Fuller isn't a real number one. I'm not used to him not being able to make big plays. I don't think he will be able to without a number one target next to him. So, yeah, he put up a good stat line, but it was kind of still basic for what we expect from Will Fuller. But if you accept it, 
Uh, shout out to Deshaun. I feel bad for him. They're wasting his prime. Yeah, man. Hey, Will Fuller came out. So, of course, he was the number one wide receiver in that offense. He had 10 targets, eight catches, over 100 yards. That's what we expected him to do to step in and fulfill that DeAndre Hopkins role. Um, but the question is, can he stay healthy? So, if Will stays out there, keeps giving us these 20-point games, I'd move him in Dynasty. I mean, he's basically at his peak right now. So, he's he's known as number one. Brandon Cooks didn't ball out yet. So, we're going to have some Brandon Cooks games. So, if Will Fuller continues to ball out, I'll be looking to flip Will Fuller. Yeah, that was that was this game, bro. All right, we had a Sammy Watkins sighting, man. It always happens week one, bro. Week one and then the playoffs. Yeah. You don't want to play them anytime in between that. All right. Cool, man. Anything else on the the opening kickoff game? Don't play Sammy Watkins next week. All right, bro. Let's go ahead and go to uh, Seattle and Atlanta, man. So, of course, that was a, you know, early game, one o'clock game. So, hey. Russell Wilson, you want to start there? He had a big performance. My second favorite quarterback in the league. He makes it look so easy. He's a beast. Um, Russell's a dog. DK Metcalf looked like the man. Tyler didn't miss a beat. Chris Carson is the one that we need to be talking about, bro. Yeah. If he's healthy all year, bro, he's he's going to finish top six, seven, bro, just because that offense is going to score so much. They look so efficient, bro. Shout out to Chris Carson. Man, that's fire. You know what's crazy? Chris only had six carries, man. He did most of his work in the passing game and the screens yeah. and the dump-offs. He had six catches, so he was able to hit the end zone two times. Hey, hell of a game. Hopefully, he can stay healthy. That's something to monitor, but Chris Carson's off to a hot start. You play him. Um, the Seahawks, you know, they're a top-five rushing team. They want to run the ball. All right, man, let's flip it on over, man, to the uh, Atlanta side. And shout-out to DK. I, I got to backtrack real quick. Fourth and five. Just... Just flipped the wrist downfield, touchdown, fourth and five. They were, like, way out there, too, kind of, like, from the 30, 30 or 40. So. Touchdown. We'll be touching on DK and touchdowns a little later. All right, man, let's talk about Matt Ryan, man. He threw the ball 54 times, man, and he threw for 450 yards, two touchdowns. But, hey, is this the Matty Ice we expected to see? Uh, It's going to be like that, man. Their defense doesn't look as good as it should have been because it, it didn't look that bad ending the season. But, yeah, they was getting – up yesterday so matt's gonna have to throw the ball bro yeah it was exciting to see matt ryan support three wide receivers three pass catchers so of course julio balled out calvin really balled out russell gage balled out look they all had over 100 yards yep they did that's crazy and of course hayden Hurst, he's still getting familiar with the offense so he had three catches um so hey i think we're going to see some up and down between that third option so the week's Hurst takeoff and maybe a step back for gage and vice versa so I wouldn't be surprised if we saw that. I'll give you all that. I can tell you what, Todd Gurley does not look that good, bro. I don't <laughs> think there's enough volume, and it looks like the touchdowns are probably going to keep going to Matt Ryan, man. So, yeah, I know Gurley got in on one, man. Without that touchdown, bro, his fantasy week looks trash. So, I don't yeah. know, man. I, I'm glad I didn't buy into Gurley nowhere, bro. This is a week where I put a lot of players on the block. Gurley's one of them. Um, you know, he's already up there. You know, he's... Middle age as it relates to running back age. And like you said, if it wasn't for that touchdown, he wouldn't even be over double digits this week. So luckily he cleared 13 points. But man, he kind of got flung around too when he dove in there. Like I want him to be the big Todd Gurley, 230 plus back, lower your shoulders, move the pile back, not get tossed around like a helicopter. So that's what I saw, man. <laughs> All right, bro. Let's go to the next game, man. So uh let's go down to Baltimore. Oh, my gosh. That was an ass whooping. They played Cleveland. Ass whooping. They played the Cleveland Browns. Look, let, let's let's 
Let's start with the Browns so we can end on a high note. All right. Baker didn't do shit. Chubb didn't do shit. Kareem did at least what was expected with where his ADP is. Yeah. Odell didn't do shit. Jarvis barely did anything. And Hooper, they brought in, paid all that money. He wasn't even the best tight end on the fucking field. So um, David Njoku, like we just said, he went on IR. But he was actually the one that got the goal line touchdown. He was getting involved with the, you know, in the game plan just as much as Hooper was, man. But that offense, I'm trying to give a pass because Baltimore just looked like a different level of team compared to them, man. So I'm trying to just give them a pass all around offense and defense. Man, I've been saying this if you guys have been following, but Kareem Hunt always looked like the better goal line back, the better red zone back. And he actually out-touched Nick Chubb um, in, the, in the running game and in the passing game this week. So Hunt had 13 carries, four catches. Nick Chubb had 10 carries, one catch. So for a guy in Nick Chubb that's been going in dynasty startups, you know, back of the first round, of course, in the second round for sure, and then you got Hunt where you can get him in like the seventh or eighth round, that's a steal. Um, and they just extended him for two years. So only only guys that showed up was Njoku and Hunt, man. So, And like you said, for where they were taken, they balled out. All right, man. They're definitely trying to force the ball to the Odell, man. But the chemistry wasn't there, so Odell went three for ten. So he caught three passes out of the ten targets. But what's crazy is we already know they want to run the ball. That's why they brought in that new offensive coordinator from Minnesota. But when you get behind against a team like the Ravens, you're forced to throw, man. So I just see this being a thing, especially in that division. And Joe Burrow looked good. We're going to talk about him. But, man, imagine you got to play catch up with a Joe Burrow. I ain't going to lie. I'm still going to go buy Odell. I, I buy in on them 10 targets. Hopefully, they just make more sense. Everybody ain't. Man, Baltimore started off so quick, man. I think they was just flabbergasted. So, Odell's probably going at even more of a discount, man. I I like talent. And if you can go get them dumb cheap, go. matter of fact, as soon as we get done recording, I'm going to go. I bet you I'll do an Odell Beckham trade before tomorrow's over with. I'm moving on in Dynasty and Redraft. I was about to say, if you're moving on to Dynasty, you got to move on and redraft. Yeah, too. moving yeah. on. All right, so just so you guys know, whenever I'm moving on, it's across the board. All right, let's get into this Ravens offense, man. What'd you see? What'd you like? Lamar gone Lamar. I don't know what happened with Mark Ingram. But if you're a Dynasty follower, Mark Ingram wasn't supposed to be nothing but a bridge gap kind of guy because we all knew J.K. and that offense – you know, what his offense that he transitioned from college into now flowed perfectly from what he knows and what he's perfected. So, we know, J.K. is there breathing on him. Mr. Hollywood, bro, the guy I told you I was in love with this year. I'm preaching. He put on some weight in the offseason. He's trying to be a little healthier, be able to play all season. He broke 100 yards, five catches. Yep. I'm I'm excited, man. Um, I'll let you talk, Andrews. That's your guy. But uh, J.K. looked great running the ball, man. He did. And Hollywood looked great. Yeah, J.K. had seven carries. Of course, Mark Ingram had 10, but they gave the goal line carries to J.K. So, mm-hmm. man, I actually had to ask myself this question. Like, do I need to start playing J.K. in the flex, especially in these, like, deeper leagues? I think I'm going to do it, man. I, I don't want to miss out. Um, so, in these deeper, super flex leagues, I'm okay with running J.K. in the flex. I mean, why not? So clearly, you know, they like him in the red zone. I know it's only one week, but I don't I don't want to miss out. I don't know if anything was going on with like Mark Ingram, but man, 
I just don't want to miss out, so I'm okay with that. Talk to your guy, Mark Andrews, bro. All right, man, Mark Andrews. So, of course, you know, we did expect some of his uh, targets to come down in the in the passing game. So, he had five catches on six targets, but two touchdowns in the red zone. So, I mean, he's going to be the guy. Um, he's the go-to in the red zone. Lamar's going to scramble, and then as the defense flows, that just opens up the middle. So, there's Mark Andrews. You can't miss him. So, I love it, man. Perfect scenario, perfect situation. I wouldn't be surprised if he finishes as, you know, the tight end one. And, and you know this year so true that true that all right any other guys of course Will, Will, uh, Willie Sneed went off he got you know he got some play caught we, a touchdown we're not gonna talk about Willie Sneed no, he has no value I'm just shouting these guys out all right next game then let's move on so we got the Jets and the Bills man so let's start with the Jets man what'd you see what you like <laughs> nothing he's shaking his head <laughs> nah look there's one guy Jameson yeah. Crowder is a guy that you were supposed to buy during the offseason. Because in Dynasty, he probably didn't really hold any value. Nobody really wants to buy a Jameson Crowder. They go bring in Brashad Perriman. They brought in, they drafted Denzel Mims. Hey, those are the guys you want in Dynasty. But then you have this guy go out and just does the same thing he did all last year. Has the same chemistry as with Darnold. Hey. Jameson Crowder. I, I don't know if this is the week to buy him, man. You probably have to wait. If he has a couple of these, you probably can't buy him at what his true value really should have been at first. But I don't know. Man. I'm disappointed in all these guys. Darnold and Dynasty, I'm, I'm I'm nervous about. Le'Veon, I've been off anyway. It's just, I don't know, man. The Herndon thing I thought was going to be a thing. Clearly, Jameson was the only thing you wanted. But in Dynasty, I don't even know if he's worth going to go buy, man, to be honest. Hey, in startup... Definitely make sure you lead a draft for the Jameson Crowder. He's their number one wide receiver. Le'Veon went down, so it's going to be some more targets available for him. Um, of course, he had seven catches this week, 13 targets, 115 yards. Of course, he broke a 70-yard run um, off one of those receptions, scored a touchdown. One of my start guys, one of my start sick guys, and uh, yeah, man, it just it just it just felt right, man. Like especially with Mims being down and. I've never really been a fan of the Perriman system once he left uh, Tampa Bay. But, hey, shout out to Jameson Crowder. He balled out. I know he got the 49ers this week. A little bit tougher matchup, but I don't expect Sherman to be on, you know, covering him. So I, I expect Crowder to be in the slot doing some damage. And, again, with Le'Veon being out, I wouldn't be surprised if he repeated this week. True. All right, of course, you know, everybody else, you know, Herndon, he caught six passes but 37 yards wasn't sexy at all one sexy man so let's talk about these buffalo bills man what you like you know i'm a fan of josh allen i like him running he's he's just rising and rising in dynasty for me man and um i think the thing that i really enjoy was seeing stefan get involved yeah john brown still showed his chemistry and he still did what he did he had a real big play but to see stefan get all those targets and all those catches that speaks volumes man because He's very talented and transitioning to an offense that we were nervous wouldn't throw and be able to support him. I, I, I like his dynasty outlook, man. So I'm a little bit more comfy in all my leagues that I have Stefan in, man. Uh, that's really it for me, man. I, Singletary and Moss, they're a toss-up for me. They both got involved. They're both catching passes. They're both running the ball. And I think they just fit that scheme perfect, so they both need to play. So I'm not really – buying into either one of them like I was very hype on Singletary and I like Moss coming out but I think they're just going to eat at each other they're both worthy of playing they're both fire 
Hey, Josh Allen threw the ball 46 times. Hey, if he's throwing the ball 46 times, I'm playing John Brown every week. I'm playing Stephon Diggs every week. But Josh Allen also ran the ball 14 times. So that's taken away from Zach Moss and Devin Singletary. Both Zach and Devin both had nine carries. But we did see them line up in the backfield together, too. So, you know, they're definitely trying to, you know, keep them both involved, keep them on the field. But, man, I want them to see some of those carries come down from Josh. But, hey, he's the guy, man. They want the ball in his hands. He's going to create. That's just that's just who he is. So that's my only concern with this backfield. If you got 14 carries with Josh, that only leaves your other running backs to divide up like 18 or 20 carries. So, all right. I like that, bro. Let's go to the next game, the Las Vegas Raiders, Carolina Panthers. So let's talk about the Raiders, man. Rugs, first receiver taken. It looks like they're going to do whatever they need to to keep him involved. He just got to stay healthy. Slight, slight weight, you know, still adjusting into to those hits, man. He, he has to stay on the field. And as long as he stays on the field, they're going to involve him. Darren Waller, you know, we've seen his stock go up and it ain't changed. You know, he's still going to go out there and get those targets. Um, Josh Jacobs, by the end of the season, top five dynasty back. Speak it. That's my Brody of the year. Man. I know this Brian Edwards thing turned out to be a thing for like three weeks straight, but I don't know what the fuck happened this week. So, with that being said, if uh, anybody seen that two-point game from Brian Edwards and they're scared, you could probably sneak in and buy them again because that hype happened real quick. And so, it doesn't take that much for the hype to go down. So, Man, I'll say that. My, my guy's talking about my guy, Brian Edwards. I was pounding the table for him. It didn't work out this week, so I missed. So that's one of my misses uh, on the on the starts. But uh, he he played a lot of the snap counts, so he was out there on the field. Man, they just couldn't give him the ball. So like you said, man, this is a perfect buy. Um, price probably went back down, so this is a good time. Man, but Brian's going to be all right in the long term, but definitely a miss this week. Ruggs was the guy to run. Of course, they gave Ruggs a couple of carries, um, so they definitely put the ball in his hands. It kind of reminds me of, like, Paris Campbell, so a guy that can stretch, and you want to just let him create. Um, let's go back to the Josh Jacobs play, man. I wouldn't be surprised if Josh Jacobs starts going like top five in these dynasty startups. I could see him overtaking uh, Alvin Kamara. Um, so, yeah, I wouldn't be surprised. Uh, come next summer, startups, Josh Jacobs, like top five. Like He definitely should be going before your Mixons and your Chubbs. And, man, and redraft, I, t- I took Mixon over Jacobs. I'm starting to regret that, man. But I'm going to be patient, though. I know Mixon's going to be all right. He's going to turn it around, especially this Thursday. But... Yeah, man. Hey, but back to my Darren Waller. Waller the baller. I know he he was called a dud by some. I actually beat, actually beat uh Dr. Footballs, man. Had some Darren Waller out there. Help, help me secure the dub. So Darren Waller. That, that Darren Waller. All right, bro. Uh what you think about Derek Carr though? Of course he threw the ball 30 times. Derek Carr's Derek Carr. He's never gonna be a special quarterback. He's not the worst. He's not the best. He's just middle tier. He's always going to be back in quarterback two, bro. No matter what weapons they put around him, that's just what he does. That's He has the best ability to be a back in QB2 every week. All that's right. his thing. Let's pivot to Carolina, man. So Teddy Bridgewater debut. What do you think about that? Uh, they got to get it together, man. He, he needs to find his chemistry with DJ. Um, He had Robbie make, you know, a nice-ass play. Um, and then they need to focus on how they want to do the offense, man. Like, you know, it was so Christian, Christian, Christian last year. And uh, we, we got to see, man, they're all over the place, bro, because I think their weapons can spread now. It don't got to be just Christian and uh, DJ Moore. 
because now you got Robbie there. You still got Curtis Samuel. And in Thomas is more of a athletic receiver than you had in Greg Olson. So um, I like Teddy. He's going to be out there flinging the ball, man. Just depends on how well he'll be able to spread that shit out. So, All right, look, I'm not going to say this wide receiver core is the Atlanta Falcons, but they can definitely draw something up to where they can kind of keep three wide receivers involved. So I'm just saying, like, from a scheme standpoint, they can keep three wide receivers involved. It looked like they tried to do that. So, of course, Robbie had eight targets, and then DJ Moore had nine, and Curtis Samuel had eight. So they definitely want to throw to their wide receivers, and that took away from Christian this week. Christian only had four targets out of the backfield. We That's used- that Baylor offense, though. They they spread it out. They, yeah. They run those three receivers, and everybody getting targeted. So, hey, they both play in the NFC South with the Falcons and the Panthers. So let's just let's just you know see how that play out. Now, of course, I'd rather have that Atlanta Falcon trio. Let's Hell just yeah. let's just call the Panthers the poor man, you know, trio. But it's not a bad one to you know be invested in. So, but yeah, man, shout out to Robbie Anderson. You know, nice debut. He led the base of the wide receiver core. So, um, 115 yards. He had a touchdown and a two point conversion. So we already know what Robbie can do. He can stretch the field. Now trade him. It's a good time, especially if he does it again next week. I but, traded Robbie last year after his blow-up game. I'm, I'm always doing that. Yeah. But Christian's going to continue to get his, you know, 20-plus carries. So, it looks like they're going to, you know, make him a workhorse and spread the passes around. So, All right, bro. Let's go to Detroit, man. So, we got the Chicago Bears visiting the Detroit Lions. Hey, if you have anybody that will take your Adrian Peterson, if you're not a team – that you you plan on winning this year, you need to do this shit early because he is nothing but a, I want to keep on calling him that, but then this motherfucker keep coming out and playing. He do. <laughs> but look, DeAndre Swift is their future, man. He, he dropped the game when it passed. I was so hurt for him. He's their future, though, man. He actually looked good. He probably couldn't help that a future Hall of Famer actually looked good out there anyway. Yeah. So um, they pretty much dead at carry on. Um, there was no Galladay. Come uh, on, now, recency dog. bias, man. I like I like going to go shoot my shots uh, at guys that would hurt or maybe didn't have good weeks, and I like to sell my shots like Adrian Peterson after a week like this, man. If you're not in contention and need that depth, sell them for anything, man. I would love to come into next year with a back end second, early third for Adrian Peterson after him almost breaking 100 yards, man. But Matthew Stafford is uh he's great. For redraft and fantasy, he doesn't, I mean, for dynasty and redraft, because he doesn't cost a lot either way. He's going to be great, man. I, I love Detroit, but you know that, though. All right, man, let's let's talk about Quintez Cephas, rookie wide receiver that saw 10 targets. I know people are hype about that, but you got to remember, Kenny Galladay was missing in action. So when Kenny come back, those targets are going to come away or go away. So then, you know, they're still going to keep Danny Amendola involved. So between him, Marvin Jones, Kenny Galladay, and then you throwing a Swift out of the backfield, I, I wouldn't be over – we excited about Quintez. Um, I think his time will come, but I wouldn't, you know, be playing him this week. So just, just keep that in mind. Just just watch the Galladay injury. Just remember, whenever somebody goes out, it's a domino effect. Who who does that impact? Whether it's tight end or another wide receiver or pass catcher. And if you bought T.J. Hawkinson after his horrible rookie year, congratulations. I'm happy for you. He was the first tight end taken last year. Better than no offense uh, when you come to draft capital. And, um... He blew up week one last year. Hopefully, this isn't the same thing happening, but he's a great tight end. He was drafted to be involved. So, shout out to you if you went and paid for him because he is a great tight end. 
All right, let's talk about the Chicago pass catchers, man. Anthony Miller, so he led, you know, the wide receivers in yards, 76 yards. He had a touchdown. He did that on four catches, man, but he put up 17 points. Is that sustainable for him week to week, or do you think he's going to be up and down? Nah, bro. If he's healthy, four catches for 70 yards is, is what I damn near should expect from Anthony Miller. They literally have nobody else that they throw it to. Tariq Cohen gets a few out the backfield. I did. I I didn't like the fact that Mitch was kind of forcing it to Jimmy Graham this week, but uh, I think that was just him trying to get comfortable with having a, a kind of like an alpha tight end. He's a veteran. He probably damn near felt threatened. Let me throw it to him. But uh, Allen Robinson and Anthony Miller, even with Mitchell Trubisky at quarterback, were able to have great fantasy weeks at, to end the season. So I do think four for seventy is pretty much. Not even asking for that much, and he can score touchdowns too. He's shown that he can break, the, he can get the double digit touchdown mark if he wants to. Man, Allen Robinson, he's he was trending on Twitter today, so there's definitely some you know contract issues going on. He wants an extension. Man, you think Allen should just stay or, or get on up out of there? Bro, Mr. Bisky's so trash. I would not want to be his wide receiver, bro. Yeah, you could like it's okay to like throw some incompletions, but it was clearly obvious Mitch was like missing. So. <laughs> There was one where Allen had to like stretch out and just show the all pro wide receiver that he was, and he bailed Mitch out. So, man, like David Montgomery. Yeah, that was David Montgomery. Yeah, that was one of my starts this week. Um, Of course, he's coming off the groin injury. I'm sure he was still dealing with that, but that was a miss by me again this week with the with the start. Um, So yeah, definitely uh, monitor the the injury reports this week, and I believe they play the Giants. So. All right, man, let's keep it pushing. Let's go, man. Let's go down to Jacksonville, talk about my coats. So, of course, 20 to 27, the coats lost, man. Man, I'm going to kick off with this one. So, of course, uh, Phillip Rivers. I did not expect him to come out throwing the ball 46 times. But when you one of your start, starting running backs go down, you know, when you're leaning on a rookie and you're leaning on a Naeem Himes, you might have to throw the ball a bit more than what you expected. So, man, uh, of course, you know, Phillip threw two interceptions. Um... Hey, Nayan Himes and Taylor look good, man. No questions. If Jonathan Taylor can catch the ball, he clearly displayed that he can with his hands. So, hey, I'm excited for the screen game that's going to get going. I'm excited for the dump-offs. The way the coach used Nayan Himes this week, bro, that's how I'll be using him in Madden, bro. Like, you bring that's him fine. in, you know, you think you're going to throw, just give him a little inside zone, you know, dump it off to him over the middle, give him the sneaky runs. Of course, that that one call was a fourth and inches or fourth Stupid and one. Fourth and one, bro. Yeah, yeah that shouldn't have been Naeem Hines. That should have been Jonathan Taylor. So, But other than that, I like what I saw out of our backfield. Um, of course, Paris Campbell, man. So he had six catches, 71 yards. Um, so, hey, they're using him how I would expect them to use him. Put him in a slot and just let him create. Let him be a mismatch. Let him be a problem. So, T.Y. Hilton, four catches. Um, you know, uh, it, 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 was a, it was a light day for T.Y. And they got some Michael Pittman involved. I really enjoyed them getting their receivers involved and transitioning because T.Y. is getting older. You have to start playing your Paris's and your Michael Pittman to see what you got coming up next. So I like everybody getting involved. Um, I kind of was telling the the whole Naheem Hines playing with Phillip Rivers thing is going to happen. That was the thing I was speaking. And ain't nothing wrong with Jack Doyle, man. He was still getting targeted. And, um... That's what Phillip does too. He targets his tight ends and his back and his running backs out the backfield. So, you know, um, those are guys you could have got cheap, man. You could have got you a Naheem Hines cheap. It's probably gonna be a staple in your lineup all year. 
Jack Doyle, staple in your lineup all year, PPR monster. So I'm excited about everything going on with the coach, especially in Dynasty, man. I really love it. All right, man, let's pivot to this uh, Jacksonville Jaguar offense, man. Let's start with Mitch. So go ahead and talk to the people, man, about what you saw with this Jaguars offense. Um, This James Robinson kid, you know, things opened up from him because uh, Fournette got traded. We got released and then picked up. And then fucking um, Ormstead went out with COVID-19 problems. So he's out. Um, it looked like they wanted to have a, a workhorse. He didn't do anything special for me, but the fact that they kept trying to force him to ball and give him the run, that's cool. I, I would tell nobody to go buy him. White Sam texts me in the middle of the game. He's like, hey, would you buy him for a second? Uh, and I'm like, nah, man, because you 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 don't know what's going to happen when Ormstead comes back. He didn't do enough to try to go buy him for that second, even if you need a starting running back. DJ Chark is the guy that I am going to go by still to this moment. Um, he didn't have the best game this week. He still got the touchdown. I think him and Minshew still do have chemistry. Keelan Cole does not look like a receiver, a real receiver. But, but DJ Chark and Chenault, if you can go by those guys right now and they had iffy games, I think they are going to be studs still going forward. And shout out to Gardner. One-year yeah. wonder this year. All right, going back to James Robinson, he did have a nice run. I think he hurt with somebody, but... He did own all those carries this week with 16 carries, so no one else saw a carry out of that backfield. Of course, uh, you know, Minshew, he had his five as, you know, the pass play broke down, what have you. But I know you said you wouldn't go get James as far as, like, with a drive capital, but I would be willing to spend some fab on him, so some free agent budget. Hell, yeah. I would spend a decent amount. Um, I know we did, like, Scott Fishbow and, you know, some redraft leagues, but even in Dynasty – if you can get them, get them. Um, I would definitely blow some, uh, you know, re- some uh, free agent budget on them. So you just never know, man. This could be a guy, you know, this was the, it could be one of those years when uh, Le'Veon Bell went down and, you know, the contract stuff in Pittsburgh and then James Conner was a guy that just stepped up. So, hey, why not, man? I'd rather miss out or I'd rather not miss out versus just thinking about, damn, I should have just yeah. did it. So getting your chance at a starting running back. You got to do that shit. Yeah. Nasty. Hey, shout out to Gardner Minshew, though. Hey, he went 19 of 20, man. He almost threw a perfect game. Nasty. We only hear about that in baseball. True. Nasty. I'm sure, you know, of course, they still got the perfect passer rating, but I'm talking about, like, every time you throw the ball, someone catches it. So he went 19 of 20. 173 yards, man. So, of course, he threw three touchdowns. He only put up 20 points. I actually traded Gardner uh, today. I got a trade off today. It was a package, though. That's your guy. Yeah. All right, bro. Anything else on the Jags, man? You want to keep it pushing? Keep it pushing. All right, all right. We're going to try to pick up the pace. Man, let's go to Minnesota, man. So, Green Bay playing Minnesota, division game. Aaron Rodgers, bro, he balled out, man. So, 364 yards, 32 completions, four touchdowns. I think all of them went to Devontae, except for, like, one. (laughs) Um, But Devontae had a big game as well. Um, So, 14 catches, two touchdowns. He had a 42-point game. Of course, Alan Lazard, you know, caught a pass. Or, or caught a touchdown, so that was huge. And then Valdez Scantlin, bro. So that's another team that got three wide receivers going this week. Yeah, bro. Um, I fuck with him. Aaron Jones. He looked all right. He looked like they drafted AJ Dillon to be the running back next year. That's what Aaron Jones looked like. <coughs> Bless you, brother. But uh, hey, Jamal Williams still got his carries and. Uh, Aaron Jones, he still had 20 touches, so that's still promising. So, hey, I fuck can't with be it, mad man. at that. Devontae's the guy to own, but don't go buy him. He's 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 expensive to go buy, but 
Shout out to anybody that got Devontae on their team. Shout out to anybody that, that's been having Devontae since he's been drafted, never released him. If you if you done kept him through all of that, you're the realest trooper, and you deserve everything he's going to do this year. All right, let's pivot to this Minnesota offense, man. So start with Dalvin Cook, man. He had 12 carries. Man, he only caught one pass. It was a negative two yards, but he had two touchdowns on the ground with the 12 carries, and he had two two-point conversions, man. I don't know what the hell was going on with that offense, bro. It was weird. It was just Thielen and then a splash of Cook. It's weird. But you know what? Their defense doesn't look that good anymore, man. So that run the ball down somebody's throat with Cook might be dead for. But still, that offense is Thielen and Cook. It's just it's weird. And you'll see some Madison. So he had 10 touches. So, you know, we can officially say Madison has a role in that offense. He's no longer a handcuff to Dalvin Cook. But, of course, if Cook goes down, you know, he's next man up. But – you know, he's, they're treating him like the Latavius Murray. So, he has a role in that offense. If you give a guy 10 touches every week, you have a role. So, that's something just to watch going forward. But he had 10 touches this past week. I think Justin Jefferson's going to have a rough rookie year. So, at any given week, go buy some Justin Jefferson. Yeah. Just in case somebody ever gets to the point where it's like, well, fuck it. He ain't going to do nothing. Keep All your right. eye on that, that, that low buy. Of course, Kirk Cousins just managed the game. Hey, that, that's what he's paid to do, so. Kind of like a Derek Carr, so. All right, bro, let's go down to New England. Um, so Miami Dolphins play the Patriots. So, of course, Cam Newton's debut, man. Let's start there with Cam, man. What you what you like? Uh, I like the fact that his running backs are trash. So in the, go, in the red zone, he has green light to run the ball. Um, I hate how Nikhil Harry still doesn't look like he should be a first-round receiver yet. Um and I hate how all he has basically after that is Edelman. So I think they're going to limit how much they let him throw. So it's never going to flourish in the past game like that. But he should be straight. He's just going to have to do a whole lot through rushing. Man, Cam completed 15 out of 19 passes. Hey, he ran the ball 15 times. So he had two touchdowns. So, man, if Cam Newton's getting 15 carries, bro, in the New England offense, I'll take that all day long, man. So he looked good out there. Um, of course, Sonny Michelle, you know, he had 10 carries. James White had five. Man, I know they play Seattle next week. I'm expecting uh, James Lock White. That, that's going to be one of my uh, starts next week, James White. I just like the matchup. Da- um, Damian Harris banged up. Go flirt a third-round pick for Damian if you can. Yeah. All right, let's transition to this Miami offense, man. I'm going to start with somebody that stuck out to me that I wasn't even expecting, Miles Gaskin. He actually led the backfield in carries, so he had nine carries. He caught four passes out of the backfield, so he basically had more touches than – um, Jordan Howard, I was based on the name. But hey, if you can add Miles Gaskin and Dynasty, just add him. Um, you just never know what's going to happen with this backfield, especially if Rita can't stay healthy. And, you know, there are moments and times where Howard's known to also not stay healthy. But Miles Ga- Gaskin is basically free right now in Dynasty. I would just add him if you need some depth. Um, I know I do. Um, I got a lot of leagues where, you know, I'm basically, you know, I don't want to say I'm tanking, but. When I tank and when we tank, we still play our best players. So it ain't like we were playing Jalen Hurts and you know, all these other guys. But we still play our studs. Like, I still had my Darius Slayton's in there. But I had to run, you know, who did I have to run this with? Like, Frank Gore and I played Tevin Coleman. But now I'm going to start running Miles Gaskin. I'm just trying to get me a guy that still give me the best shot. So it's a, it's a certain – you got you to gotta tank with class, basically. Pick up Miles Gaskin. Nothing. Trade him if you can. Hey, Devontae Parker, a little banged up, but he was actually looking all right. 
Um, I'm still a believer in um, going to go buy Preston Williams. I think he's a stud. All those guys are by low, man. They're all still fairly young, man. So I would I would still go flirt out some some random deals to get those guys. Like I said, they're all still fairly young. The whole offense, Tua, Preston, Devontae, uh, Kaseki. I love all of them, man. So. Yeah, Preston Williams went two for seven, so – We'll see, man. Um, how long do you think until you know we start seeing Tua? Like week four, week five? Depends on how many games the Dolphins about to run off and lose, man. If Fitz, if Fitz can keep them in some games, they might keep letting Fitz play. But if they start getting dog walked, which they shouldn't, because they have a good defense. If they start getting dog walked, it's like you might as well just put Tua in anyway. You no, know, I wouldn't be surprised if they uh, bring Tua in midseason, let Fitz secure that tank so they can get another high draft pick. And then let Tua just ball out and finish it out. So why not? I mean, you know, establish some high draft capital going into 2021. Then let your rookie, you know, get half the season. So we'll see. But I'm ready for Tua to play. Um, we saw some Burrow play. But before we get to that Cincinnati game, let's go to Washington. So the Eagles, man, they played Washington. All right, I'll kick it off. So, of course, let's start with, man, Dwayne Haskins. So 17-31, one touchdown. Man, Terry McLaurin had a quiet game, so he went five for seven, uh, 61 yards. Um, he's still their number one, so he was the heavily most targeted wide receiver there. And then, of course, out of the backfield, this was a question mark. I know a lot of people was excited for Antonio Gibson, but Peyton Barber has 17 carries. He got the goal line work. He had two touchdowns. That's another guy you could probably add right now in Dynasty for free um, if you need some running back depth. Antonio Gibson had nine carries and two catches, so you got to be patient with Antonio Gibson, but it looks like right now Peyton Barber's the running back to own in that backfield. Go see if you can buy you some Terry and some Gibson right now. The one thing is Barber had those two touchdowns, but Barber didn't look as good as Gibson on natural, just like pure touches. Gibson looks like the, the actual guy that can make, make a difference in the offense. He looks exciting. He looks like the only one that's explosive. Peyton just looks like the vet. So, like, I don't know, man. If, if people are nervous about the Terry Haskins thing, it's a good chance to get in, but I – I'm not really buying in on Haskins, man. And I don't know. That whole, I, I, if it wasn't for Terry and just the excitement of what Gibson could bring, I probably wouldn't be in on nobody on his offense, man. All right, let's pivot to the Eagles offense. Uh, let's start with Boston Scott because, of course, Miles Sanders was out um, this week uh, with a hamstring. And, of course, Boston Scott was, you know, the late, you know, add or the late insert to your roster this week. But he had nine carries, so he did lead the backfield in carries. And 35 yards, so he only put up like seven points. Um, of course, Corey Clement saw some carries. Man, Carson Wentz had a bad day, man. He struggled, man. 24, he only had 24 completions. Uh, of course, Dallas Goddard went off, so, you know, the tight ends really was the highlight of that offense this week. So with Dallas Goddard, you know, eight catches, 101 yards, a touchdown, and Zach Ertz, three catches and a touchdown. So they had to, they had to lean on their tight ends this week, man. That's what they always do. But Sean Raker, man, he showed that he has big playability. Um, I'm, I'm going to keep on preaching these out because I'm all about trade, man. I'm always trying to show you how to come up on the value. But anybody has issues with Miles Sanders already being banged up, go flirt your trade proposals out here. Go flirt. That Goddard thing is all bad. I know Ertz is a little bit older than Goddard, but go flirt them Ertz trades out, man. Everybody's, if everybody's going to be so worried about Goddard, man, go get some Ertz. I just don't want no Wentz, man. I don't think they're doing anything for Wentz to flourish as a quarterback, bro. So, 
I'm over that shit. All right, let's pivot to this uh, L.A. Charger and Cincinnati Bengal game, man. Two rookies that I was excited to see and watch. I know everyone's kind of anticipating they was ready for the 1 o'clock games to get done so we can watch Joe Burrow. Hey, Joe Burrow, man, he went 23-36 in the passing game, 193 yards. He threw an interception, but he also had eight carries on the ground for 46 yards and a touchdown on that uh, QB draw. Did you see that? Yeah, that was fire. Yeah, man. So, hey, Joe had a hell of a debut. I know he turned the ball over late in the game, but he rallied him, man, and then kicker just missed the field goal, man. So that's unfortunate, man. But, hey, A.J. Green, five catches, 51 yards. Tyler Boyd, he had four catches. He was he was locked up this week. Tyler Boyd was locked up with uh, Chris Harris in the slot. Um, of course, John Ross, you know, two catches. So it was, it was a light day for the wide receivers. I think the disappointment of the day was Joe Mixon, man. He had 19 carries for 69 yards, only put up five points. Go by Joe. Everybody's scared for how he starts the season off. He just got his money too. They know what they need. They got in that offense. Go by Joe, not Joe Burrow. I'm talking about mixing. Uh, Burrow's gonna be all right. You probably can't afford him right now. His his, his price is up. But uh, really, the the forgotten guy. Remember, we're talking dynasty. Yeah. Go buy some T Higgins right now. <laughs> yeah. Still go get T Higgins right now while John Ross is out there being the third receiver. Alton Tate getting run. Just hey, don't forget about T Higgins. Go buy him. All right, let's pivot to this L.A. Charger offense. Tyrod Taylor, hey, 16 to 39 points, so nothing special. But, man, let's talk about the guy who didn't show out, but a guy who did. So, Austin Eckler, man, 19 carries, 84 yards. He only caught one pass, nine points. But let's talk about Josh Kelly, man, rookie out of UCLA. So, 12 carries, 60 yards, and a touchdown. Josh Kelly just looks like he's playing at a different pace than everyone, man. He was playing at a full speed. He's the goal line back, so clearly – you know, they want to take some of that pressure off of Eckler on the goal line. I like what I saw, man. So, I got some Josh Kelly in a couple spots. This is a guy you probably can go get maybe for a second, I would say. Um, I think his price is definitely starting to go up. And, hey, if, if he continues to do what he's done, if he does this all year, man, you might have to pay a little bit more to get him. But I would say right now, if you like what you saw with Josh Kelly, some people may be wanting to move him off a of one-week hype. I'd be willing to pay a second. All I seen was guys getting older that I don't want on my team right now, especially the, the pass catchers, man. Uh, I will say Tyrod kept kept uh, Hunter Henry relevant. And that's all you can ask for as a tight end. Somebody's going to flirt with five, six, seven catches and maybe flirt with a touchdown. But I don't know what to think about Keenan Allen, man. His value already started to slide for me. But I don't know, man. That offense is doesn't have me excited at all with Tyrod under, under uh, at quarterback. So. We'll see, man. I'm just staying away from all of them right now. All right, man. Five more games, man. We're almost out of there again. We're so excited about NFL kicking off. We just wanted to kind of just man, like jam session on all the guys, the rookies, the vets, just all the hype. So five more games. So let's get through. Let's start with uh, Tampa Bay and the Saints, man. So Tom Brady made his debut with the Bucks. Went 23-36, two touchdowns, two interceptions, and he had a touchdown on the ground. So, hey, 18 points, man. Not really a special day. Um of course, he missed some throws. Uh, of course, with, uh, Chris Godwin, he went six for seven with 79 yards. Scotty Miller, man, he had five catches, 73 yards. Mike Evans, I know he was a question mark going into the start of the game, but he had one catch for a touchdown, so he was able to hit the end zone. But what are your thoughts, man, on what you saw with that Tom Brady offense and those running backs? I'm always speaking this shit. Go by O.J. Howard. Go by those receivers. If you have anybody that think that these guys have bad weeks, uh, I, I, that's that's really all I want to say. Rojo, he looked the best out the backfield. He did. 
So uh, I feel bad for Fernet owners. He should have went somewhere clear where he didn't have no real competition. Yeah, so. And I don't want no Tom Brady, man. He's, you know, that's a bridge gap quarterback who's trying to line the system in one of his last two years. So Here's the thing about Fournette, too, man. You guys got to understand the Bucks. their O-line is built for the pass. So, yes, you can get in single back and two tight ends and, and put Fournette back there, but you're asking these pass blockers to, you know, play downhill in a, in a running scheme. That's not what they do. So I don't think Fournette fits their scheme. Um, I, won't, I wouldn't be surprised if he doesn't get going at all in this system. Um, Rojo clearly, you know, he he just he flashed. He clearly popped on the tape. He he, he had most of the carries, but of course you would expect that with Fournette being a late addition. But um, just something to watch in his backfield. So I wouldn't be surprised if Fournette doesn't really work out in this system. True that. True that. All right, let's look at this uh, New Orleans offense, man. So of course, uh, you know, Drew Brees, eighteen to thirty, two touchdowns. You know, nothing special again. But of course, Alvin Kamara, twelve carries, caught five passes out of backfield. He had a touchdown. Um, in the passing game and in the running game. So he put up 23 points. He had a nice day. Then, of course, Latavius Murray, Murray, man, 15 carries, bro. I wasn't expecting that. I know, man. But uh, they they went up for a little while. So, uh, you know, you got to keep your running back fresh if you can. So Latavius, he has a role. He's going to play. He's a good flex play probably every week down there. But uh, Alvin is going – Alvin, Michael Thomas is usually going Michael Thomas. He got banged up this week. So uh, – you don't got to worry about that, man. Michael Thomas is still MT. Can't nobody still guard him. So, you know, ain't too much to say about that offense, man. They Where, where they stand is where they stand in Dynasty, man. You know, Breeze, they got an older quarterback. But, uh, you know, those are still top five at their position, wide receiver and, and running back right there in Alvin and Michael Thomas. Yeah, especially with this uh, Michael Thomas injury, I expect Manuel Sanders to go up a little bit more. So, of course, he caught his first touchdown in his debut in that offense. And, Sneaky play, man, Jared Cook. He had five catches for 80 yards, so I expect Jared Cook to turn up, especially on this Monday night with um, Michael Thomas missing some games. So, And Taysom Hill is going to be Taysom Hill. All right, man, the next game, Arizona Cardinals and the San Francisco 49ers. This was actually a pretty exciting game to watch. Let's start with Kyler Murray, man. Hey, 13 carries on the ground, 91 yards, and a touchdown. And of course, he threw 26 out of 40 um, on the pass attempts, but – 20, 230 yards in the air, man, in a touchdown. So, DeAndre Hopkins, bro, 14 catches, 151 yards. Man. What are your thoughts on this uh, offense? Drake is still a sneaky bot. They, they, they played a rough defense, and uh, he still did decent. Kyler, I'm glad they let him. And that was his career high in rushes and rushing yards. So, he can only go – he can go up, bro. He did that against a very good defense. And – um. Yeah, I don't want nothing to do with Christian Kirk. I don't want nothing to do with Larry. They don't got no tight ends. It's all D-Hop and Kyler all year, baby. Yeah, we talked about it, man. Like, the more pass catchers around, that's only going to open up the rushing lanes for Kyler. So, hey, perfect, perfect QB to own in Dynasty, especially if you like the rushing upside and the throwing upside. All right, let's pivot to the San Francisco offense. Of course, Jimmy G, you know, he's he's just going to manage the game. He's just going to drop back and throw it to Kittle. And occasionally to some running backs, but man, to start the game off early, Raheem Mostert, man, he broke like a seventy-yard run off of off a pass. So he had fifteen carries, caught four passes for ninety-five yards and a touchdown, twenty-seven points. That's a big game for the running back. Did you expect to see Jet McKinnon to get involved like that? Yeah, bro. Because really, Tevin, they was unsure if Tevin was even going to play. So I figured it was McKinnon, as long as he was healthy. They still paid him all that money last year. So uh, really, I it's honestly, man, it's. Mostert, barely for me. 
And then Kittle. I don't want any of those pass catching backs. I don't know when Ayuk is going to be ready. Debo finally went on IR. We didn't talk Debo. Debo's on IR. Yeah. Did the injuries. But yeah, I. Ayuk hurt. Yeah, bro. I don't want. If it ain't George Kittle, man, I don't want it, honestly. Yeah. And Jet McKinnon's a guy um, you could probably add, you know, in Dynasty. So um, I definitely wouldn't mind having a piece of this Kyle Shanahan rushing offense. So that's the guy you probably can add. So. All right, man, let's uh, let's pivot. A couple more games and we out of here. So three more games. Let's start with Sunday night primetime. Dallas Cowboys at the L.A. Rams, man. Start with Dallas. So Dak went 25 of 39, 266 yards and a touchdown. Um, of course, you know, he, hey, Amari Cooper, 14 targets, man. 81-yard 80, game. He's the number one receiver. He is. 10 catches, so 18 points. And then C.D. Lamb, he went five for six, so. 59 yards. He had his first play was like 30 yards on a deep over route. So it was good to see him getting get, getting involved. Of course, Michael Gallup, man, he went three for five, but they caught some of his plays back. So he actually should have had a bigger day point wise fantasy. And then, of course, Zeke, 22 carries, 96 yards. He's the workhorse and he caught three passes. So he had a touchdown on the ground and in the air, man. Zeke is a stud and one of the best offenses in the NFL. Uh, you can't shy away from him. Dak is going to Dak because he has three incredible receivers. I think all of them are going to be okay, but just remember, Amari is the number one. The, all this whole comparing Gallup to Amari Cooper shit is low-key bullshit, man. We all know Amari Cooper's banged up. Yes, yeah, his fault that he chooses to play banged up, but anybody who wants to give me some Amari Cooper, I'm going to go by because he's the number one on one of the best offenses all around in general. And he has two great pieces around him that are going to open up. You know, it's hard to it's going to be hard to double team Amari because he has C.D. Lamb out there, he has Gallup out there, and they're all great. They can all be great. Just Amari's the number one. They they paid him like it. It's it is what it is. Fuck it. All right, and Blake Jarwin went down. Um, I believe with a season-ending injury, right? Yeah, bro. Zach Earth on the way. Hey, I won't be surprised. So. All right, let's pivot to this uh, L.A. Rams offense. The surprise of the day, Malcolm Brown, 18 carries, 79 yards, two touchdowns. So he's looking, he's definitely the goal line back. He's definitely the short, down the distance back. Uh, but Cam Akers was involved, too. He had 14 carries for 39 yards. Man, Henderson, man, only had three carries, man. So it looks like that Henderson is dead foe. Yeah, man. Dead foe. As expected, though, Malcolm Brown has always been the professional. He started off last year after they took Daryl Henderson and after the whole everybody was scared about Ty Gurley. My thing is, yeah, he's going to get his run. But Cam Akers still look good when he was playing. So, like I'm saying, I'm always telling you guys to go flirt your flirt for trade proposals. That's what you go do for Cam after a big Malcolm Brown week. Robert Woods came out, did his PPR thing, and I still think Cup is a great receiver. Um, just the tight end thing is, is iffy. Yeah, the tight end is going to be up and down. But I think that matchup call for the tight ends to kind of hang around that line, especially with that. Dallas Cowboys D-line. So, um, yeah, I think there's just a matchup week. And even for Jared Goff, you know, on paper, he should have balled out a little bit more. He did have a good game NFL production-wise. So, he went 20-31, 275 yards, only one interception. Didn't throw any touchdowns. So, that only gave him 10.5 points this week. So, it was just a matchup game. Sean McVay just calling a hell of a game. All right, let's pivot. Two more games. So, Monday night, Steelers and the Giants, man. Let's start with the Giants. Saquon Barkley, 15 carries for six yards. Am I reading that right? <laughs> Bro, the Steelers' defense is amazing. Yeah, they are. But, uh, of course, man, of course uh, Saquon had six catches, so he's still going to do his thing in the backfield, um, catching the pass. 
So he was able to get 60 yards out of backfield. That allowed him to keep some PPR relevance this week, but he only had 12.6, 12.6 points this game. So, man. He's going to be all right. Yeah. He's going to be all right. Hey, go <laughs> go get him on a one-game discount. I'm going to keep preaching it. If, if somebody thinks somebody looked that bad, fuck it. Fuck it. Really, the, the, the real question is Slayton and Dynasty. Oh, what you doing with him? That's my guy. That was well. He was my buy low, um, but I don't know if you can buy him low at this point. But I would still shoot my shot at a buy low. But if he keeps doing what he did, especially on this Monday night, he went six for nine, hundred and two yards, two touchdowns. He's the deep play wide receiver, man. So, man, what do you think that means? For two things: garbage time. You can't take it away. It still happened. Yeah, you got a garbage time touchdown. And what does it mean when they bring Golden Tate back? Because he actually set out this week. Yeah, I could see some of those targets um, coming down from Slayton, but they st- it still seems like Slayton still gets his two to three deep shots a game. Um, so those those deep shots are still going to be there. He's just going to have to capitalize on those limited moments. Um, but in this game, man, they were throwing the ball to Slayton to even like convert. So he was looking like a number one. Like we're not used to seeing him using that capacity. Like hey, you know, third and eight or whatever. You know, just throwing in the ball. Um, you just see- you just used to seeing Slayton go down the field, but. He's showing he can also do more than just run deep. So he can do more than run the nine. True that. All right. Let's uh, also talk about, of course, Evan Ingram. Um, one of the best showing this week. Went two for seven, nine yards. So hopefully he can bounce back. But, again, that defensive line is a beast in Pittsburgh. So, man. Yeah. And this is kind of his real opening game with Daniel Jones. When Daniel Jones finally took over last year, Evan Ingram was actually banged up. So you've seen a lot of tight end goodness with Caden Smith and Daniel Jones, but uh, I think that'll come around. If Evan Ingram can stay healthy, I think he's going to be all right. All right, let's talk about Daniel Jones. He went 26 of 41, so 279 yards, two touchdowns, two interceptions. I'm okay with that, man. I think I, I, you got to be patient with him. Like you said, no offseason, getting yeah. a weapon back like Evan Ingram, trying to figure out the Saquon Barkley things. He was hurt for some stretch of the games last year. I think – I think they're going to piece together. I still like Daniel Jones. I like what he can do. He can run the ball. He's all right. He's going to be good. All right, let's pivot to this Pittsburgh offense, man. Hey, James Conner, he was a dud this week. So, well, he got hurt too. So, I guess I'll be a little bit light on that, given he had an injury. But six carries, nine yards, you know, caught two passes. But he only put up three points. But Benny Snell stepped in, 19 carries, 113 yards, man. He had a big a big day on the ground. He looked like he was, man, one speed, man. So, I like what I saw in Snell. He's a hell of a stash if you got him in Dynasty. My depth play, Snell. Hey, all those receivers are going to be all right. Juju is still the alpha. He's going to get all the looks in the red zone. Nasty. Yeah, fuck with Juju. Eric Ebron, I don't think Eric's going to be a thing. Claypool, if you invested in Claypool, he is the future. He looked good out there. He's big. All that good shit, man. And Big Ben looks like he's going to be a decent bridge stop, bridge stop gap quarterback for you for this year. <coughs> I like it. I don't see Pittsburgh maintaining three wide receivers, though. Um, so that James Washington a little bit iffy, but I'm definitely okay with Juju and Deontay. They used to have three receiving options that were maintained. Yeah, but usually that third was like Martavis Bryant on his two to three shots a game. Nah, I'm talking about they always had, even when they had Antonio Brown, Juju, who was the third option? Was it uh, Emmanuel Sanders? No, it was always a backfield guy. They don't have a uh, backfield guy that's going to get those 100 targets like uh, Le'Veon used to. He required 100 targets, bro. So, if you you take that away out the backfield because Snell wasn't getting them. They didn't have nobody getting them yesterday. 
I think it's going to be those there's going to be three receivers this time and not going to be 100 targets coming out the backfield. This yeah, year. I won't be surprised if they work McFarlane in at some point. Uh, Jalen Samuels, he's, he's, he didn't look good, man. And he usually throws to the tight end, too. And yeah. it wasn't getting no tight end love yesterday. Yeah. But, hey, Juju's back, though. That's all that matters. And Deontay breakouts here. Juju's so. back. All right, last game, last game. Tennessee and Denver. This is the game that put me out for the night on the couch. I fell asleep, but 16-14, uh, man. Derrick Henry. Hey, 31 carries, 116 yards. He caught three passes, man. Actually threw him the ball. Fire. 16. He had 16 points last night. Corey Davis, man. We had a Corey Davis sighting. Everyone was waiting for A.J. Brown to do something, but it was the Corey Davis show, man. What do you think about that Tennessee offense yesterday? Um, I still like A.J. Brown's talent in the long run. He's a fire-ass receiver. But uh, like I said earlier, man, Devontae Parker broke out in his fifth year. It's a first-round receiver right here going into his fifth year, man, and he has talented. He's he's. It's not like he's not talented. He just really ain't had the opportunity to really show what he can do, man. So, I like all those weapons, man. If you didn't buy into the Johnu when he was cheap, you missed out. If uh, you didn't buy in on the Corey Davis while everybody was shitting on him, you pretty much could have got him for anything. I feel like you kind of missed out. Now, the only person that's expensive is AJ, and he's too expensive to pay for at this point. So, I don't for know. For now, if he keeps having these, you know, eight-point games... You can probably buy them low. I'm still holding on to AJ and Dynasty. Uh, I'm being patient, so. But yeah, but shout out to Janu, man. So he's he's primed for a breakout season. You know, I like what I saw. Touchdown. They even put him in the backfield yesterday. Mm-hmm. He does it all. He blocks, runs, catch, all that. So mm-hmm. and shout out to Tannehill, man. He did his thing. So he managed the game. So hey, Tannehill, he, he he does what he do. So I like what I saw, man. All right, last offense of the day, this Denver Broncos offense, man. Drew Locke, man, this was a question mark everyone had. You know, is he going to ball out? Is he, you know, is it is it cap? But 22 at 33, of course, he's missing Cortland Sutton yesterday. Do you give him a pass? He gets a pass. That's Cortland Sutton is a dominant-ass receiver, bro. And that's what I'm excited about Locke because he has Sutton, Judy, Fant. You take away any of those pieces that I'm excited about, then, then yeah, the excitement goes down a little bit. All right, let's talk about Melvin Gordon, man. He actually fumbled yesterday, which was like, man, that's something you don't see every day. They said he wasn't even ready for the game. They said he wasn't going to be ready to play, and he still played. Yeah, but he had 15 carries, 78 yards. He had a touchdown, so 14 points. Um, He had a decent day. Um, And then Phillip Lindsey, he still got his seven carries. It's going to be some Phillip Lindsey games, man. So definitely hold on to Phillip. I like Phil. Let's talk about Jerry Judy, man. Hey, his route running is like, Amazing, like amazing, especially in the slot, create that separation. So I like what I saw. Um, he, he dropped a couple of passes, but it's okay. It's all good. It's crazy watching him fall to the back end of the first round sometimes in these rookie drafts. It's crazy. Yeah. And if you didn't get no no offense, yeah, talk about your guy, man. If you didn't get no no offense, hype him up, man. As much as we talked about how much they tried to work him into the offense last year, play him out the backfield sometimes, throw these screens, quick slants. He's a fucking gamer. And if you draft a tight end who isn't the greatest blocker in the first round, you plan on using him for what he can do. Sophomore year. Sophomore breakout, man. It's about to be crazy for no offense. He about to go crazy. All right, man. And hey, we're going to close out with these hot takes because we don't want the season to, you know, get too deep before, you know, without putting these out there. So we're going to run through these. We know that was a lot, but we just wanted to hit on all the players. I mean, we've put in all this work in the summer. You know, we, we've all done it. You know, we've all had our done our homework, had our hot takes, had our guys. So why not spend some time to just run through all the games? So 
that won't be a weekly thing. It's just a you know kickoff, kickoff special. But uh, let's get into these uh, hot takes and bets. So I'm gonna kick mine off. Gardner Minshew top twelve QB. Um, I'm still standing on that. So that's my hot take. Gardner Minshew top twelve. Any any rebuttal to that? Uh, nah, man. He actually looked good this week, man. All right. You got one for us? Uh, hot take. Um, Hayden Hurst top four tight end. Hey, he ain't had the best week one, but I'm standing on that shit. Okay. Let's go back to Jacksonville. Shark top 12 wide receiver PPR. So, of course, if you know if I got Gardner top 12, we got to throw to somebody. So, not the best start um, for Shark, but he did find the end zone. All right. I got another one. All right. I said, I said it on the podcast last week. Everybody looked like I was crazy. I said DK will lead all wide receivers in touchdowns. Good start. 6'4", 230. Four three forty, Russell Wilson. Give me all of that. All right, let's go to Las Vegas. I got Waller's a top five tight end PPR. So decent start, but you know, we'll see. That's something to watch. I rock with that. And then also last week, I got looked at like I was crazy, but I said Josh Jacobs will lead all running backs in rushing yards. He will <laughs> win the rushing title this week. That's DJ Avo coughing. It ain't Corona. Yeah. All right. This is an actual bet, and you already lost this bet, unfortunately, due to injury. But I had Kendrick Bourne, San Francisco wide receiver, outscoring Jalen Hurd. And with the Jalen Hurd out for the season and Kendrick Bourne catching two passes on Sunday, I've already secured that. So that's a shot. That's cool. We also said, I also said that uh, Hayden Hurst would outscore Darren Waller. Yeah. That's something to watch. And I also said that Zach Hurst would outscore Mark Andrews. That's something to watch, too. I'm leading that so right now. So we locking them three uh, shot bets in. Yep. I ain't tripping. DJ Avo, tell the people, man, what's your, what's your hot take? You put a hot take out there. Uh, Cam Newton going to be top 10. Top 10 QB. Hey, he's off to a top great 10. start, man. So we, we starting out right where we need to be. Hey, shout out to DJ Avo. Shout out to Cam. Balling in New England. They actually uh called some, what was it? Was it roughing a passer or something? He actually got a call that he would never get nowhere else. Something happened. It's crazy. I don't, I don't remember the actual call. <laughs> All right. So I know Vic tried to throw the B-team player of the week as my favorite segment. I like it. I don't like it as much as this segment. We're going to get straight to the scouting report, and we got a fire one. This is my guy. We have music together. We have done songs, plural, together. One of the best rappers I know. Straight punchline, nigga. Hit you. Hit you, hit you. All right, so look, he just dropped a project last week. It was on his birthday. Shout out to him. I let him know he's a punchline king. He got Jada co-signing right now. That shit's fire. So he just dropped an album called Movie Night. Jada Kiss. Yeah, you gotta, like you stress that these days. Like been entanglements of, with Jada's like, out here. Like so Jada gotta, Kiss. Gotta say Jada Kiss. Like okay, Jada Kiss, <laughs> which is one of my. Clearly, Jada likes light skin niggas, so you're right. <laughs> One of my favorite rappers ever co-signing him in Jada Kiss. He dropped a project really? called Movie Night, and uh, I hit him and was like, hey, bro, I've been rocking with your shit. It's hard. Palin' Up is one of my favorite tracks on the project. I hit him and said, bro, you got to send me that Palin' Up. I would like to throw it on the podcast. Told DJ Avo, load that shit up. 
And this is where we at with it. You feel me? So, look, shout out to my guy, AMC Twine. He just let me know that he like talking fantasy. So, hopefully, we can have him guest on something, even on one of my videos. Man, I will have him on. But search him on all markets, AMC Twine, and let that shit ride, bro. And I tell them they proud as fuck. Hey, go get your dollars up. I swear it's in God we trust. Not in a court, but they honor us. How can I trip when this money is piling up? How can I trip when this money is piling up? When they start the trip and I tell them they proud as fuck. Hey, go get your dollars up. I swear it's in God we trust. Not in a court, but they honor us. How can I trip when this money is piling up? I cannot trip when this money is piling. I'm by myself in this world like an island. They said all this work and you better be tired. Hear all these people, they telling me lies. Watch what you say and you better be quiet. Be going in and the melody riding. Fuck up the city like 70 rides. Pockets is greedy, got 70 dies. And I said, don't think that they eating enough. That pussy is mine if I'm eating it up. And I don't ride alone, it's like three in a truck. Heard what you said, whatever that means. These niggas be switching to several teams. Tell me she saw me in several dreams. Stack up that money like metal and beams. Niggas is pussy, they telling for free. People go gossip, they telling me things and ball like the Celtics in 73 I promise to God they not better than me sip on this drink and it's better than tea make it rain bitch like the weather and seas I am on top and you hella beneath hit up my weed man and sell me a G probably an eight, but it all just depends if you don't take bullets don't call me your friend under the cold cause bitch I'm a man outside the box but I'm going in take a deep breath now I'm counting to ten. One, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight, nine. quit asking me questions like damn it I'm fine split for a minute but damn it she mine don't understand why they randomly line don't hit the club if I'm standing in line we go together like Brandy and wine, six like I'm Drake, but just hand me the nine. No, I'm gon' listen, just ran me to cry. Used to be broke, but damn it, I'm fine. I just be whipping, but please don't start bitching. I'm hotter than kitchens and stoves when it's fine. I am a king, I'm on top of my throne. They gon' remember some parts of this song. You can believe, cause Harley, I'm wrong. I'm about to leave, so sorry I'm gone. I need a car, cause start with my phone. And you can see that it's probably my home. And you can see that I work through the night, and I'm staying on up, going hard in the moan. I cannot trip when this money is piling up. When they start the trip and I tell them they brought us fuck. Hey, go get your dollars yeah. up. I swear it's in God we trust. Not in a court, but they honor us. My I bad, bro. Got the hands. I cannot trip when this money is piling up. My bad, bro. Almost, Vic almost beat me up, y'all. I caught it, bro. Again, that was my homie AMC Twan. <sighs> Make sure y'all check that out. This mix is not his, but all I'm saying is if you need me, I got you. You know what I mean? That's Dynasty Bro Dot on the background vocals. And Vic. <laughs> my yeah. shit turned down. Yeah, bro, I don't know which mic is nah, yours. Bro, I hear my you, bad. bro. Uh, my bad. Okay. But I hear you, though. We my good? Bad. All right, so look. Yo. We coming to the closing. Hope y'all enjoyed that episode. All right, so look. One more time. Follow me at Dynasty Bro Dot on Instagram and on Twitter. Follow Dynasty Bros FF. That's the main Instagram page. Twin, where can they find you at, bro? Chief Sosa FF. Be sure to subscribe to the YouTube channel and join the Facebook community at Dynasty Bros FF Podcast. Ava, what's good? Get on camera. I'm just playing. Where can we follow <laughs> you at? You can follow me at DJ Avo LXVE on the Instagram, and you can follow me at Dynasty Bro Avo on the Twitter. On the Twitter. All right, so look. Gotta say something good to the people. 
We're going to make it good. We're going to make it quick. Go in reverse order. Avo, say something good to the people. Look, man, everybody just stay up. Try to do your best to stay healthy. Take your vitamins. Whatever you do, whatever you take to stay healthy. I've been a little bit under the weather the past few weeks, and it hasn't been fun. So, yeah, just do what you got to do to stay healthy. I see bro Vic, Chief Sosa. I actually wasn't ready, bro, this week. All right, so look. So uh, I'm just going to say sometimes it's cool to not do <clears throat> nothing. So if you need a day to just lay in and stay in and say fuck everything, <laughs> fuck, <laughs> fuck life, work, pressures, meaning you just need a day off mentally, do that. So it's okay to do that. All right. And I usually try to keep it like, Kind of like personal and kind of away from football, but since we're wrapping up week one, I kind of just want to give advice again. I've been saying it kind of throughout the podcast and on our redraft episode, but take a breath, deep breath. It's only week one. Don't panic. Don't go trading guys. Don't go releasing guys. Just, just You drafted these guys for a reason. Figure out what the hell you drafted them for. Uh, you don't win your your league right now anyway. So make sure you pay attention to the waiver wire. Be active. Make sure there aren't guys out there that you need. Just be smart. Don't do anything stupid. And, hey, you got past week one. Rolling on to week two. Pay attention to us. We're going to show you how to dominate your league, Dynasty Bro Style. Through waiver wires, through trades, you know, through everything. You know, paying attention to little details, uh, submitting your lineup. That's what we are here for. Leave that shit to us. So, if you have any questions, hit us up at questions at DynastyBrosFF.com. I get that right? Yeah, yeah. And, hey, get on the Facebook page, too. So we want to get that moving, get the activity going. So that's where we're going to be at. Also, you can hit us up on Twitter directly. So Yeah, man, we just working. So I wanted to leave y'all with some fancy advice on the way out because week one can be rough. You see the guy that you waited fucking all offseason to draft, go put up four points, and now you're in a panic. It ain't that deep. Chill deep. Out. Oh, a couple more things. We're also going to drop the four-minute offense, so that's part of our redraft show, but we're going to cut that out, make it its own dedicated offense so you can know who to add for your redraft leagues. And, hey, don't worry about your – if you start off 0-1, don't worry about it. It's all about making the playoffs. That's the goal. Make the playoffs, then worry about going 1-0, 1-0, 1-0. So, now, don't go 0-6. I don't know if we can help you at that point. We'll try, but – I went 1-6 last year in my big one. There you go. Well, fuck it. Yeah. It's all about the playoffs at the end of the day, so don't stress. If you start off 0-2, 0-3, don't panic. Just hey. just pay attention to us. Yep, pay attention. So we got you with this four-minute offense week to week. And then Dynasty, man, hey, just you either contending or what's the other phrase? Spacing out. Or you out, you're tanking. Yeah, yeah, contending or pretending. So don't be stuck in the middle, man. A couple comments. Oh, Lord. Yeah. Hey, hey, we we getting out of here. We about to hit the hour uh, 30 yeah, mark. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This is a long one. Hey, so we'll show you how to dominate your league. Dynasty Bro style. Dot, Vic, Avo. Peace and love.